Chapter One of Certain Personal Matters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. Certain Personal Matters by H. G. Wells. Thoughts on Cheapness and My Aunt Charlotte. The World Mends. In my younger days, people believed in mahogany. Some of my readers will remember it a heavy shining substance having a singularly close resemblance to raw liver exceedingly heavy to move and esteemed on one or other count the noblest of all woods such of us as were very poor and had no mahogany pretended to have mahogany and a proper hepatite tint was got by veneering that makes one inclined to think it was the colour that pleased people in those days there was a word trashy now almost lost to the world my dear aunt charlotte used that epithet when in her feminine way she swore at people she did not like trashy and poultry and brummagem was the very worst she could say of them and she had i remember an intense aversion to plated goods and bronze halfpence the halfpence of her youth had been vast and corpulent red-brown discs which it was folly to speak of as small change they were fine handsome coins and almost as inconvenient as crown pieces i remember she corrected me once when i was very young don't call a penny a copper dear she said copper is a metal the pennies they have nowadays are bronze it is odd how our childish impressions cling to us i still regard bronze as a kind of upstart intruder a mere trashy pretender among metals all my aunt charlotte's furniture was thoroughly good and most of it extremely uncomfortable there was not a thing for a little boy to break and escape damnation in the household her china was the only thing with a touch of beauty in it at least i remember nothing else and each of her blessed plates was worth the happiness of a mortal for days together and they dressed me in a nessus suit of valuable garments i learned the value of thoroughly good things only too early i knew the equivalent of a teacup to the very last scowl and i have hated good handsome property ever since for my part i love cheap things trashy things things made of the commonest rubbish that money can possibly buy things as vulgar as primroses and as transitory as a morning's frost think of all the advantages of a cheap possession cheap and nasty if you will compared with some valuable substitute suppose you need this or that get a good one advises aunt charlotte one that will last you do and it does last it lasts like a family curse these great plain valuable things as plain as good women as complacently assured of their intrinsic worth who does not know them my aunt charlotte scarcely had a new thing in her life her mahogany was avuncular her china remotely ancestral her feather beds and her bedsteads they were haunted the births marriages and deaths associated with the best one was the history of her race for three generations there was more in her house than the tombstone rectitude of the chair-backs to remind me of the graveyard i can still remember the sombre aisles of that house the vault-like shadows the magnificent window curtains that blotted out the windows life was too trivial for such things 
she never knew she tired of them but she did that was the secret of her temper i think they engendered her sombre calvinism her perception of the trashy quality of human life the pretense that they were the accessories to human life was too transparent we were the accessories we minded them for a little while and then we passed away they wore us out and cast us aside we were the changing scenery they were the actors who played on through the piece it was even so with clothing we buried my other maternal aunt aunt adelaide and wept and partly forgot her but her wonderful silk dresses they would stand alone still went rustling cheerfully about an ephemeral world all that offended my sense of proportion my feeling of what is due to human life even when i was a little boy i want things of my own things i can break without breaking my heart and since one can live but once i want some change in my life to have this kind of thing and then that i never valued aunt charlotte's good old things until i sold them they sold remarkably well those chairs like nether millstones for the grinding away of men the fragile china an incessant anxiety until accident broke it and the spell of it at the same time those silver spoons by virtue of which aunt charlotte went in fear of burglary for six and fifty years the bed from which i alone of all my kindred had escaped the wonderful old erect high-shouldered silver-faced clock but as i say our ideas are changing mahogany is gone and red curtains articles are made for man nowadays and not man by careful early training for articles i feel myself to be in many respects a link with the past commodities come like the spring flowers and vanish again who steals my watch steals trash as some poet has remarked the thing is made of i know not what metal and if i leave it on the mantel for a day or so it goes a deep blackish purple that delights me exceedingly my grandfather's hat i understood when i was a little boy that i was to have that some day but now i get a hat for ten shillings or less two or three times a year in the old days buying clothes was well nigh as irrevocable as marriage our flat is furnished with glittering things wanton armchairs just strong enough not to collapse under you books in gay covers carpets you are free to drop lighted fuses upon you may scratch what you like upset your coffee cast your cigar ash to the four quarters of heaven our guests at any rate are not snubbed by our furniture it knows its place but it is in the case of art and adornment that cheapness is most delightful the only thing that betrayed a care for beauty on the part of my aunt was her dear old flower-garden and even there she was not above suspicion her favourite flowers were tulips rigid tulips with opulent crimson streaks she despised wildlings her ornaments were simply displays of the precious metal had she known the price of platinum she would have worn that by preference her chains and brooches and rings were bought by weight she would have turned her back on benvenuto cellini if he was not twenty-two carats fine she despised watercolour art her conception of a picture was a vast domain of oily brown by an old master the babbages at the hall had a display of gold plates swaggering in the corner of the dining-room and the visitor restrained by a plush rope from examining the workmanship was told the value and so passed on i like my art unadorned 
thought and skill and the other strange quality that is added thereto to make things beautiful and nothing more a farthing's worth of paint and paper and behold a thing of beauty as they do in japan and if it should fall into the fire well it has gone like yesterday's sunset and tomorrow there will be another these japanese are indeed the apostles of cheapness the greeks lived to teach the world beauty the hebrews to teach it morality and now the japanese are hammering in the lesson that men may be honourable daily life delightful and a nation great without either freestone houses marble mantelpieces or mahogany sideboards i have sometimes wished that my aunt charlotte could have travelled among the japanese nation she would i know have called it a parcel of trash their use of paper paper suits paper pocket handkerchiefs would have made her rigid with contempt i have tried but i cannot imagine my aunt charlotte in paper underclothing her aversion to paper was extraordinary her book of beauty was printed on satin and all her books were bound in leather the boards regulated rather than decorated with a severe oblong her proper sphere was among the ancient babylonians among which massive populace even the newspapers were built of brick she would have compared with the king's daughter whose raiment was of wrought gold when i was a little boy i used to think she had a mahogany skeleton however she is gone poor old lady and at least she left me her furniture her ghost was torn in pieces after the sale must have been even the old china went this way and that i took what was perhaps a mean revenge of her for the innumerable black-holings bread-and-water dinners summary chastisements and impossible tasks she inflicted upon me for offences against her two solid possessions you will see it at woking it is a light and graceful cross it is a mere speck of white between the monstrous granite paperweights that oppress the dead on either side of her sometimes i am half sorry for that when the end comes i shall not care to look her in the face she will be so humiliated. End of chapter 1